up, everybody, and welcome to Into the Mystic. As you can see, there is no Shannon Boomgard here tonight. Unfortunately, she is no longer with the company due to unseen circumstances. We do wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors and with whatever she is doing. And also tonight will be the final night of Into the Mystic as... I hate this show, and I hate running it, and we're going to can it tonight. Back to you, Cassidy Lightwing. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, huh? <clears throat> huh. So, yeah, baby. this will be Into the Mystics' final episode. Uh, we're going to do about 10 minutes on each of the uh, subjects that we were going to be covering. Um as he said, Mrs. Ba- Mrs. Boomhauer is no longer with the company due to unforeseen circumstances, which I'm probably going to get blamed for. Let's be real. <clears throat> well, Marianne Clark, hi. your fault, you alien. Yeah, just everything's my fault, huh? Shiloh, <laughs> hey, man. So first What's thing we want to do is uh, shout out to Ghost House Paranormal. Bam. And once again, I say it every time, you know, there's a group that puts their money where their mouth is and uses their powers for the good. We're getting and also, ladies and together. gentlemen, if you would like to go to a platform that is all about the paranormal and drama-free, just hop on over to the Parapost Network. You can download it on the Google Play Store. And if you don't want the Google Play Store, you can just go to parapost.net, and there you go. I like the drama-free part. Yeah, me too. So, from the Lions Pride audience, we have Marianne Clark and Shiloh Brown. Do we got anybody on uh, on from Shadow Zone audience here yet? Ah, we sure do not, but we do have three viewers. Cool. Hey, viewers, Mm -hmm. say banana. Type banana. That way we know who you're here. And for all you lurkers, we see you lurking we see you hey tater there we go there's something hi tater ah yes the goddess of my world my one my only tater mccraw robert humphreys what's up guys what's up don't do that again linda judd that was not me yeah, well, now I have to edit it out, and we're going to have to shit-can the goddamn episode after we're done. So, yeah, <clears throat> don't do that Banana. again. Banana. Thank you, Linda Judd, for saying banana and Tater McGraw. So, and of, our first... Of course, oh, go ahead. So, of course, Shiloh says potato. Hi. <laughs> Bunch awesome of Icono class over here. Let them know that that's my wife's nickname. Well, yeah. They must be psychic. And Marianne says watermelon. All right. I love the rebellion. Let's keep it going. We'll take over the empire. Blow up the Death Star. Everybody don't say banana. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get them that way. Reverse psychology. Sound familiar, Caps? Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Bradley says, speaking of the mystical. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm I'm a mystic, too. Yes, Bradley is very much a mystic, and he'll be appearing on the show. I think he's scheduled in like next week or whatever. Either way, soon. And his birthday is coming up as well. So in case I forgot to say it, happy birthday, Bradley. And Susie says, hey, everyone. Ooh. Linda Judd says, grapes. Tatum McCraw says, 
bacon. See, that's what we want. Think for yourselves. If I say banana, you say how high. Wait. Hey, don't let the mystic get you. Right. All right, Cassidy. Yo. What is a crystal skull, my brother? Mm. Ah, you thought it through. You gave me a really good question to start with. All right, a crystal skull. Ten minutes. And go. Crystal skulls, as not seen in the latest Indiana Jones movie. Uh, oh, damn it. Sorry, sorry. It was it was a fun movie, but no. Uh, what they are oh, are uh, you're messing me up. What they are is they're monolithic structures made out of uh, very very pure types of crystals that are sculpted exactly to the proportions and correct spaces of the human brain. Yes, sir. Thank you. So there is some stylization, yes, but the proportions are very very important. Moreover, when examined onto you know down to the to the laser microscopic level, it's the the, the uh, whatever carving methods that were used are so fine that they can only be replicated by laser carving now. All right. So it's it. Yeah, go ahead. Why did they choose crystal and not a more harder surface like a diamond or maybe platinum or gold? Because of their purpose. Uh, only crystal they, retains. Uh, what? Oh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Because of the uh, because of the unique structures of various kinds. I'm trying to do this fast. Various kinds of crystal. What, what you're able to do is convert any kind of uh, uh, quartz or very stable crystals into data storage mediums. And that's what the crystal skulls are, is basically they're like uh, like holocrons if you're a Star Wars fan, essentially. So could it be also because crystals and quartz hold good amounts of energy? Exactly. That's part of all of this. It, it's very important so, to understand what we're talking so about is not like magic. A, it's kind of like a memory bank, if you will. Exactly. And okay. When, and what? Why do they fawn over it so much, though? I mean, what? What? What is so great about the crystal skull in the ET world? Well, the the genuine crystal skulls. Keep in mind, there are many fakes. Okay. Okay. Now, the genuine crystal skulls have a very, very, very strange psychological effect on unprepared humans. They become infatuated. This gets touched on in the newest Indiana Jones movie, but it's not like that. They people become infatuated with them. They start to <clears throat> have dreams and visions, and they start to get the urge to bring the skulls together. So now, is it is it? I, I don't know if you're a fan of Rick and Morty at all. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. When when Morty has the death crystal, it, is it kind of like that in a way? You can almost see your own death and you try to steer clear of it and what you want to see? The different skulls have shown humans different things. Um, I, we've heard, There are rumors that, they, that they'll show you your own death, but we can't verify that. Uh, what, okay. we do, what we do know is that the owners of the of the genuine skulls have developed a healthy fear of them and keep them in like lead cases and shit. So now Linda Judd wants to know: Should each person have their own crystal skull? Oh no, absolutely not. That would fry your neurons. No, no, absolutely not. The crystal skulls, and oh. well, when they're in their proper formation and plugged into the proper machines, it it becomes like a computer. All right, you wouldn't want to just stick a RAM chip in your head. I mean, Johnny Mnemonic found out how bad that is. So, (laughs) 
but no, they're, the, the crystal skulls are meant to store information about technology, ways, and cultures from before the flood. It's one of the ways that that, that particular culture chose to make sure that their lineage was passed on. That's why there's a specific temple for the crystal skulls to be put in specific places and all that good stuff. The The skulls must be brought together. And this is actually very important. It, it is true. They must be brought together for the sake of yeah. all mankind. Now, are the crystal skulls, do you believe, here on Earth? Or are they scattered around the Earth, scattered around yeah. the universe? I mean, you're an ET, so let us know, man. I am not an ET. I am an EBE. Big difference. We'll explain it someday. Uh, no, the, 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 skulls are the skulls are scattered around the Earth. What was that? Uh, a screen just popped up that said some of our destinations have errors. Hmm. Hmm. I, I didn't get that. Facebook and YouTube are working, so I, I I don't see what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Well, check that out real quick, and I'll read some comments. Uh, Mary, the camera's backwards. Uh, Marianne says the crystal skulls are from the crystal caves made from crystals because of the power. I don't know. If, I don't know about that. You would know more about that than I would, so I'm going to trust you on it. Um, I'm, crystals aren't my thing. If we could, Shannon's currently taking care of Char, but if she could come over here, then you guys could, you know, I'm, I just know that the purple ones are Healy. I and like the purple I know, ones. I know something about the crystal skull that nobody else does. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they make really good crystal light. Well, I believe in crystal light, because I believe in me. I believe in crystal light because I drink it every day. Raise your hands if you're sure. I, I, wrong commercial. Hallelujah. <laughs> Moving on to the next subject, Cass. Uh, if you had to pick, what would you pick out of a vampire or werewolf? That depends on what kind of vampires and werewolves we're talking about, sir. There are several species. Um, I lived for 20 years with with what's called a cyvamp. Um, I have for for those of you who have cyvamps in the audience, psychic vampires are real. Okay, they like there's science behind it in psychology, and then pretty soon they're going to start connecting the dots and realize it. But psychic vampires are a real thing. They have a real culture and everything. Um, now keep in mind, I'm not talking about vampire clubs who get together and drink, you know, like blood-colored wine and they get all dressed up and like, oh, my fangs, I just had them made. That's also a thing. There's a whole role-playing game for it. Vampire the Masquerade, very fun. But, Cyvamps <laughs> are not like that. So, there's whole societies. So, what kind are we talking about? Well, I'm definitely not talking about the kind that step outside and sparkle like a bitch. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Can I pick the vampires and werewolves from my book series? Is that on the table? Because I would pick That's that. Okay, okay. okay. So, I, I, I pick a, I pick a, 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 a were cheetah. That's what I pick. The fuck is a were cheetah? Oh, see, in my book, it's not limited to werewolves, man. Many types of of animals can become were creatures, and there's all kinds. Okay. I love your book, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually want a copy of it because I really I don't read, but uh, I really would like to read that book. When I get a second, I'm gonna send Tater a free copy. Awesome, dude! Oh yeah, awesome. One of us, that's what I was actually um, asking about that. One of us needs to give me. Can uh, can you tell us the different 
species of vampires and werewolves. I've only encountered psychic vampires. I'm starting to wonder if uh, sanguine vampires actually even exist. I'm starting to think that's just, that that's just an association with a certain uh, blood disease that I can't remember the name of all of a sudden off the top of my head. But there are many of the nobles that are believed to have been vampires in the local lore back then, it turns out in retrospect, actually just had this blood disease. And I, uh, I can't remember what it's freaking called, but it makes you super sensitive to light. Porphyria. Thank you, sweetheart. That's Shannon. Yeah, she's the smart one in the relationship. I can tell it. You're, you're an alien. Man. That's saying something. <laughs> Different levels of intelligence. Okay. On different levels, uh, your mama popped you out on your head. We can agree. <laughs> Marianne's making mul- all sorts of monster things in the in the thing. Shiloh says oh, an dude. apple. I don't get it. Hmm. <laughs> so, like, do vampires like Nosferatu and the silent movie vampires? Do you think they exist? I have some evidence to suggest that they could be a real uh, subspecies of human or condition of human, you know, whatever, you know, or possibly there's some evidence, but it, we need to explore it. That's kind of why we're doing the podcast is develop to develop the the liquid cash to explore these things. You know, no real scientist worth their salt is going to touch these subjects, but we will. Blah 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 blah. I never say so, that. Why do people say blah, blah, blah? Oh, my God. No. Again, spot on. You can do Bradley Powers. You can do Golem. You can do Dracula. Try Freddy Krueger and see what happens. I haven't seen enough Freddy Krueger movies. Sorry. Okay. I, I just know he says so, bitch a lot. <clears throat> what about different species of the werewolf? Now that one is a lot more nuanced. Uh, there are several different uh, different species of werewolf that we have found to be absolutely true, including the uh, psychological werewolf, i.e., the lunatic. That's people that are affected by uh, light refracted from the moon to an extreme degree. Now there's so, also, in other words, kind of like lycanthropy. Well, indeed, but lycanthropy is specific to uh, wolves. Now you have to understand that lycanthrope, wolf man. Okay, so when you're talking about different ty- different types of changers, they would you know they're going to have different names. You know, leanthrope, uh, philanthrope, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, when I was in now, my hold, band, I, I, I did a song called Lycanthropy, but uh, it it never got aired. Oh, yeah, Thirty Days of Night was good. That was good. I hope those mm. vampires don't exist. Those guys are kind of creepy. But uh, Jack Nicholson. Getting there, getting there. Um, that gets yeah. into skin changers. Now hold on. Now, now there's another kind of uh, lycanthropy which is very, very important. And this is called spiritual lycanthropy. A lot of the Wiccans in the audience will. Well, I have a feeling you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're kind of wondering if I'd bring it up. But it is possible for a light worker practitioner, whatever, whatever word you choose to use, to invite the spirit, the the great totem of a given animal, into their body, and thereby gain attributes. Um, I'm Scientists don't want to admit it, but I'm, I'm sorry. There are way too many stories. For example, the berserkers, uh, the you know the berserkers. That is a form of spiritual lycanthropy. Bear scar, bear skin. That you see what I mean? They were inviting the spirit of the bear into their body, and you can't deny what they were able to accomplish. You just can't. 
even PCP can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's just so the spiritual lycanthropy is something that is very, very, very serious. And it's very serious to a lot of my a lot of my friends, a lot of my loved ones, people within the Wiccan community. And it, it's time to let people know, you know. Now, my question is though, if if you let a wolf as your your totem pole animal, can you have physical attributes and changes like a wolf, like lycanthropy? Well, we've been trying to get some proof of that. Uh, unfortunately, every all the evidence we have is circumstantial, anecdotal, eyewitness. We have nothing on camera. We have nothing provable. So I say I I can say to you I believe it, but I can't prove it. So okay. Well, last question on the vampire and werewolves. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take the most powerful vampire, you take the most powerful werewolf, you put him in a steel cage. What's gonna happen, and who's gonna win, and why? Bum 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 bum. What do you think? Well, I mean, personally, you know, the only ways to kill a vampire is by garlic, a stake to the heart, or a beheading. Well, okay, the second one will kill anybody. And, well, actually, so will the third one, now that I think about it. So that's not fair. But, uh... Now, a werewolf, you know, is beheading and a silver bullet. Hmm. <clears throat> One second. Hold on. My mic needs adjusting. Hello? Check, and check, check, check. Raymond says, a werewolf. What's up, brother? And Linda says, I love normal, lo- novels of werefolk. Me too. I, I love and I love the interplay between... No, I be- werewolf. And uh, as the the reason why I was uh, doing that that particular riff is as my, to quote Metallica, uh, the wolf is the gift of Mother Earth. Who do you hmm. think's gonna win? Good call. Good call. Well, you know, it, it depends on if Dracula or the vampire gets on the wolf's back, because right there is a clean open shot to the veins of the neck. He sucks the blood. The wolf is fucked. Well, see, that gets into the various powers, and you got to be specific in what mythology you're talking about. In my book, Shameless Plug, vampires and werewolves are more or less, e- vampires and werefolk are more or less equal fighters, basically, depending, but they just work differently. For example, you can yank a vampire's arm off and throw it in the bushes. He's going to have an arm regrown within about a minute. You know, it's called regeneration for a reason, you know, and I describe it in gory detail, too. So. <clears throat> Oh yeah, it's so, a very visceral. Basically, think vamp, think think vampires and werefolk versus aliens and psychic dra- dragons and psychic aliens. What would happen if the race of vampires and the race of werewolves decided to team up and try to take over the world? Would they succeed without nuclear warfare? That gets into the human genome. Any group of humans or human offshoots can can do that. You get two humans completely simpatico, and they can take over the world. All right. It just it, it's you got to be on that same level, and that does extend to to the various uh, human offshoot evolutionary branches, such as metahumans like werewolves and vampires. You know, in real life, I've actually never seen 
like a, like a spiritual werewolf and a, and a, and a, and a psychic vamp have a problem with each other. You know what I mean? It's It looks great in the movies, and it's great for romance novels. It's got that whole Romeo and Juliet thing, but it's not real. You know? Uh, could a werewolf possibly be a vampire's protector, like a, a pit bull to a child? Oh, I don't know, fam. You think that's possible? No, that's what's called a swan. The thing is, is... Uh, Beings like spiritual lycanthropes have an overabundance of uh, biomyalic energy. And so if a vamp, if a psi vamp is able to only take the excess biomyalic energy, no harm, no foul. So somebody like me um, and a psychic vampire, we make natural allies as long as they don't try to bite the chakras, you know, which, by the way, that can happen. And I found out the hard way too late. But, yeah, it, it's very common. Basically, people... And again, we're talking in real life, not 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 in fantasy. People who have who are spiritual lycanthropes, they have a way of finding um, their niche in a given relationship. And people who are psychic vampires have a way of of making things interesting. You know, it's not always a healthy relationship, but it it's never boring. <laughs> and keep well, in mind. Keep in mind, folks. I'm also speaking of like entire cultures of these people that have been sort of hiding. You know, they started to come out in the 90s, but then the 90s happened. Yeah, Pepsi Cola took over, KFC, a gas shortage, a big flock of birds. And, you know, the just like the grim derp level of uh, cultural ennui, I guess, or emo, if you prefer. And the worst of all, Vanilla Ice. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like a harpoon. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. I'm stopping right there. That's the Marty Ray rendition of Ice Ice Baby. Mm. Sorry. You know, what I say? you know what I say? What? Stop. Hammer time. Okay, stop that. <laughs> All right, hopping subject again. Let's uh, let's talk about the ooey, the gooey Ugh. of the blackness, the black goo. That's the subject we have set for tonight that I know the least about. I've never actually seen a live sample of the crap. Now well, we have. We have a current case and several cases in the past that have experienced a spiritual uh, manifestation of the black goo, i.e. you're seeing it in like in your mind's eye, but it's not really there. Not quite a hallucination, though. Keep that in mind. It's very important. These things are not hallucinations. Okay, they've studied them with MRIs and shit. Okay, so to me, there there were a couple movies back in the. uh... 80s and 90s that actually uh, portrayed uh, true stories of the black goo. Mm. Number one was in either Creep Show one or two. Oh, with where the slick the kid would go swimming to the dock, and this slick of oil came over it. And when they were caught, the goo would just consume that. <laughs> eat them whole yeah and by the way uh raymond says but he's too legit to quit keep it up raymond come on buddy 
And uh, of course, the other movie I'm referencing is The Blob. Hey, Ray, you know something about that, don't you? <laughs> Beware of the blob, it creeps. And sl- Sorry, which version? Uh, <laughs> the old one is just silly. But the funny well, thing, the funny thing is, is an entity like the Blob or the Oil Slick from Creepshow is actually very, very, very possible when it comes to when when you when you consider what uh, large masses of bacteria can do. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, I encourage you to look up uh, videos on the Undercity in New York because they actually do have massive uh, uh, colonies of bacteria that you can literally jump in. That's how much of the bacteria there is. Now, a predatory bacteria all working in in unison could actually accomplish what the blob does. And the scary part is there are micro colonies of organisms that do exactly that. Now, luckily, they never, ever, ever get bigger than like, I'm going to have to use my fingernails to do it. Like, that's about how big they get. Now, what if it could get as big as that oil slick and it became intelligent as well? It would be a bit of a pain in the butt to deal with, but it wouldn't be like world shaking or anything. Um, there are no, certain... you just pour a bunch of Lysol in the water and you're cured. Uh, yeah, depending on the kind of bacterium, sure. It, it kills 99.9% of bacteria, thank you. Ray says he's talking about superorganisms. Indeed. Unfortunately, the blob is not a giant amoeba. You can, it's, it's easy to think of it that way, but like there, it does not... Okay, like if you cut a piece of an amoeba off, the whole thing dies. Okay, it doesn't create a new little, you know, little thing, you know? So, right. <clears throat> yeah. Now, there's also another reference to to this, the, the black goo, and that would be in Ghostbusters 2 when they yeah. fought Vigo and the river of slime underneath New York City. Psychoactive ectoplasm is a real thing. And that's one of the reasons why we're trying to get or get enough funding to, to actually study this. There is evidence of you know ectoplasm and psychoactive ectoplasm being a real life. There's literal evidence of it. But again, no scientist worth their salt is going to explore these things. So we've got to find a way to do it. You know, might as well do it by making people giggle, right? Exactly. Now my Ooh, question is, like what Shil- exactly Shiloh says, like Venom, I wish. <laughs> no doubt. What exactly is ectoplasm? All right, so ectoplasm, is, the reason why it's named ectoplasm, ecto meaning outside of, you know, and plasm, plasm, mm. and plasma, you know, the, your bodily fluid. So it is a bodily fluid that is outside of a corporeal body. And what will happen is it'll during during particular kinds of uh, of disturbances, you know, the entity will manifest a, a, a hard or slimy resin resinous substance, which dissipates and you can't study it. You know what I mean? Um, you can get samples of it. Like in Ghostbusters, they get a sample and they can study it. That's not real. You know, every sample of, of ectoplasm that's ever been collected has just dissolved in front of them, you know. So there are videos of ectoplasm manifesting in a variety of weird ways, but nothing solid. You can prove the video wasn't tampered with, but that doesn't prove there wasn't some kind of practical effect being used, you see? Hence why we need so, to get this done. So with, with that being said, does that mean 
Ooh, Marianne. Literally hold on. scared the shit out of ghosts. Theoretically, Marianne has has a she says some the ectoplasm is something that comes together during manifestations. <clears throat> she deals with this stuff more than I do, so I want to make sure. Well, Marianne, I I actually did not know that, and that that's very fascinating, and I would actually like to know more about it, please. Come on the show sometime. Like right now, I'll send you the link. Yeah, dude, right now. If she agrees to it, I will hop off here and send her a link. Oh, Marianne says they have a manifestation of ectoplasm in one of their videos. See, that then you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know the video wasn't altered. Trouble is proving it, you know? So the next subject I'd like to talk about, and uh, yeah, I'm the particularly fascinated by this one, and that is mummies of Egypt mm. and their curses. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a sad subject. This, I'm going to debunk a little bit of magic here, folks, but it has a good ending. So for the, if, you see, if you find yourself going, no, just give it a second. So <clears throat> all of the Egyptian curses that we've identified have now been scientifically figured out and explained. And this is one of the reasons why I want you guys to really understand that what you think of as magic is a science. It doesn't mean, and I'm not saying it's not real. It, you just have to understand that once you understand what it is, it ceases to be magic. Now, in my, the most famous example of this is the King's Tut curses. Okay. Now, science can't explain why everybody died in weird ways, but what they can explain is the immediate deaths. What they found out is that the Egyptians would sharpen, you know, the statues and whatnot to razor, razor points and put powdered poisons and such in there. So you, so when they would, when the, the uh, grave robber would come and start to touch stuff, they'd be getting these micro cuts all over their skin with an extremely slow acting, brutal lethal poison so that over the next month they would be you know it, many of the gruesome effects you've heard about so that explains why some of the people who discovered king's tut tomb died but that doesn't explain the freaky stuff in the rest you see what i mean now one of the things i want humans to understand is what you consider probability is actually a force of nature you can measure it once you have the right kinds of tools and then when you know as you guys know because we're all playing with with harness lightning here uh once you can measure something you can manipulate it yeah and that's where things like bad luck spells the gypsy curse what they do is they psychically or you know or they use my method or a variety of other methods, but they reach out and they grab the energies that are flowing through your chakras related to probability. And they say, let's just make that go poof. Or at the same time, any of you who've ever contracted a light worker to give you a, uh, like an abundance or wealth spell that actually worked. Sorry, that's one of my pet peeves. I don't charge nothing, but my spells work. Anyway, so then that's the same kind of thing. That's them grabbing your energy and going, you know what? Maybe, maybe you need to go up a little bit. But it... And, you know, I I want to stop you right there for a second, Cass. And uh, I actually want to give you props. Why? You know, I caught on to your little magic the other night of my son, Michael. Now, for those of you who don't know little Mikey, he is my four-year-old nonverbal autistic son. 
over the past month and a half, Michael has been making a bunch of new noises and has said quite a few different words, such as dad, mom, Daisy, dog, and a few other words. And this is all done from a light worker. And I cannot express to you how much that meant to me and means to me. And thank you, Cass, from the bottom of my heart. I'm just surprised you caught me. <laughs> well, here's the thing, brother. I'm a sensitive in a sense. I can sense stuff in the air. In you know, 20... I, can, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. In... Oh, Lord. <clears throat> I can feel it rolling out of Brian's mouth. Oh, Lord. Oh, He's going to make Cassidy sing right now. Please don't. Oh, Lord. So, Cassidy. Yo. Now, we're talking about curses. What about the curse of the Black Plague that was put oh. on the Egyptian people by the backstabbing prince? Um, the Black Plague actually has some, some pretty serious issues. Now, what I want you guys to look up so you know I'm not full of shit, there's actually, um, the, okay, so the, what we know of as the classic plague doctor, right? Personally, that scares the shit out of me. Ray will, Ray will, will vouch for that. Something about the plague doctor freaks me out. Okay. But the reason why we have that image is because doctors that were treating plague victims would have these beaks stuffed with various filters so they wouldn't what is that vibrating sound it's not my vibrator i promise well it's not mine mine's over there resting tater is that yours <laughs> so no, um sorry i had a call coming in and i tried to deny it but i just kept vibrating it's bet when a call comes in during the show, uh, since you're coming in from your phone, Kristen has the same issue. It's best to just, you know, say, Hey, gotta take this call, mute, go and just go do it. I you didn't want to talk. Okay, that's then then that's fine. I, I'm doing a podcast that's unprofessional. All right. I like it. Get on yeah, you keep on subject, Daily, and I'll come cool. over to Colorado and lay the smack down on your Rudy Poop candy ass. Take you to the SmackDown Hotel and buy you dinner and a drink. Um, I need an adult. All right. <laughs> so, the plague the plague doctor image that we have is actually very legitimately, you know, plague doctors. However, there was a group of uh, men and or women that had it sort of seemed to have adopt the. Uh, <laughs> the Grim Reaper aspects of the Plague Doctor, and they were caught in areas seeming to spray down crops and things just before a breakout. Okay, These beings were witnessed to be able to do things that humans don't do. Okay? Now, what kind of a breakout are we talking about here? Black Plague. You said stay okay. on subject. 
Well, I mean, so, breakout, we could be talking about herpes, syphilis. I mean, there, there's plenty of breakouts. No, no, no. They would go to the, these, these beings would go to a place and uh, basically do something with the crops and, and, and whatnot. And then everybody would get sick out of the damn blue. You see, now it oh. could be, now they would have these and they would have these spraying things. So people would see them spraying stuff. Now it is very, very possible that these were some kind of bio warfare. And then what they were doing was like shaking fleas out, you know, that's possible. Okay. But the things that they were witness doing makes me wonder if we weren't dealing with like an extraterrestrial threat, you know, because hey, that technology yeah. didn't exist in human hands it to do what they were doing, you know? Well, I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade here. I and, mean, and I mean the supernatural things, not the sprayer. Well, I mean, you know, we we all know, well, the people that, yeah, I'm not going to say that. People know that the pyramids were not built by human beings. Yes, they were. They were not. Yes, they were. Dude, you are not going to get a thousand pound block pulled up a hundred feet in the fucking air by any amount of human beings. Sure, you can. Just please, you just have to be be uh, expressing the right uh, resonance note related to the rock, and then it'll actually defy gravity naturally. The dude proved it when he built the Pearl Palace. See, no. part of the, part of the yeah. No, trust me. Listen, trust me. You, you, what what would happen is that the Egyptian priests would commune with spirits or gods or whatever via the via uh, psychically attuned masks they would receive information they would think what they're getting is magic but what we know now is that if you make a rock resonate to the right exact frequency it will defy gravity you can do it with sandstone easiest then that's why there's so many similarities like the the way the druids built the uh, stonehenges same thing they would slather the stone with a with a particular uh, like a paste and then they would sing at the fucking thing and it would rise up same kind of thing with the egyptians you know okay well why didn't dwayne johnson defy gravity then cuz he's not a stone he's just the oh, rock <laughs> good enough answer good enough answer still i think aliens built the pyramids all right and i think you're right that aliens did have something to do with the black plague well let me ask you a question if okay americans right like american scientists went to a huh. tribe in the jungle that had never never seen anything right and they yeah. showed them how to how to uh, build a 57 Chevy. Okay? And they gave them, they showed them how to do it. They didn't do it themselves. They showed them, and then they gave them the materials, but then the people followed the instructions and built a 57 Chevy. Did those people build it, or did the American scientists? Well, that's a catch-22. No, it's not. It's a, it's a point of view. There's oh, no yeah. right answer. It's just, what's it's your point of view? It's still a catch-22, dog. I don't see how. If you're shown, if you're shown how to do something, then obviously you can do it. Right. But who the hell showed them how to build the pyramids, Cass? Well, the aliens did. That that's why I'm saying, depending exactly. on your point of so view. Therefore, the aliens built it, but humans erected it. Okay. By that point of view, I agree. Okay. 
That's Raymond what... says, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Melissa Ewing says, hi, everyone. Hello, hi. you sexy mistress, you. And yes, Raymond Ray. says, hi, Melissa. And Ray Lightwing, yes, I mean Coral Castle. Thank you. Well, did I say Pearl Palace again? I keep doing that. <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> mm. Sorry, sorry. Wrong moving show. On, on. <clears throat> Don't need no tater. I am not going to go to the store, to the jewelry store, and buy you a pearl necklace. It's not happening. Calm down. I sorry. don't think that's the kind of pearl necklace she meant, Broski. And Dude, I'm pretty sure she'll kill you not if you to do. Say that on camera. I was trying to cover it. Well, the but it's everything is all pink. ZZ Top did cover it best. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Marianne asks Cassidy, what, "What what mummy was the oldest mummy found?" I actually don't know. Um, um, that would be King Solomon the second. He was found in 1599 uh, BC. Cool. Actually, yeah. I just made that up. Okay. Adam. See how gullible I can be? Fuck you. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the the oldest. Um, the question is. And somebody like Raymond helped me out with this. Uh, what What's the timeline? Where was Ramesses II in relation to Tutankhamun and... Uh, and um... Um, Raymond, I want to say, was, was 1600 AD, I think. No, that's, that's way too long. No, it had to have been BC. I think it was 1600 BC. Hmm. And I suddenly can't remember the name of the pharaoh. I, I, I can't. It starts with A, and he was the one that... I Thank you, Shannon Akhenaten. Raymond says, I switched to YouTube. Easier to multitask. Yes, there it is. Melissa Ewing says, can you buy me one? LOL. What do you want me to buy it, sweetheart? I'm experiencing technical difficulties. <clears throat> <laughs> And, uh, you know, our, uh, the final subject of the night, um, let's see, we covered the goo in more ways than one. Ewe gooey. We covered mummies. We covered vampires and werely wolves. We covered the crystal skull. Cass. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something on camera that I've never asked you before. Uh oh. Don't worry, I'm not gonna ask how big your hot dog is. You know, you know, Colorado's hot dogs are way bigger than Washington. Yeah, well, they use the metric system. Yeah, lucky bastard. <laughs> what I want to ask you is, is you claim to be an extraterrestrial, correct? Not extraterrestrial. EBE. Big difference. What what is an EBE first of all? An EBE is a non biological entity. Extra biological entity is what it means. Uh, projecting into a body. That's the situation here. I this is not so, me. This is this is a vehicle by which I can survive here. So this is just a shell. Yeah, basically. Your spirit is an extraterrestrial, but you're a shell of a human. Pretty much, just like everybody else. The difference is, I remember. You know, that's literally the only difference. You've all heard the phrase, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. The only difference is I remember the journey. That's it. That's it. 
you know. Raymond says, can you feel the love tonight? And Giovanni, how you doing? It is where we are. It's enough. Shut Shut up. Shut up. That we got this far. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So. Domo arigato. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, that was Shiloh. Go, go, Godzilla. So History shows again is, and again. How ne- Sorry. Is uh, what? What about you? You know, what about the trip? Do you remember? What about your life? Do you remember as an extraterrestrial, not an EBT? That uh, I remember a, a lot of it. Uh, I don't remember my early childhood. I mean, like most people don't. Um, I was. What did you- and it looked like did it have trees water all yes. that it had, it had trees and water uh the sky was a little bit different color we had a lot more hydrogen in, in our atmosphere and actually proved to be a little bit dangerous <clears throat> that's where the sky fire comes in i used to use that as a measuring stick like who could remember how the sky fire was you know but then i had to explain it on the show so now people can just you know pick it up off the show i remember our cultures i remember our stories i remember some of our songs i remember most of our language but our our spoken language was extremely simple. It was basically grunts and growls. Most of our language was it was what people here call light speak, which is a universal language. It, it's basically it's universally sent and understood. You just have to remember, and that's literally because it's it's all in how the how the pineal gland ex- receives and expresses information. It's you know. So basically, what planet, what planet did you come from? Uh, the best human pronunciation I've I've come to with the name of our world was Ma- is Malacois, and uh, yeah, I spell it very French because French. So I spell it. Oui, oui, oui. What was that? I say we oui, we oui, Fifi. The best that my my mouth can make uh, of how we pronounced it was and this is really embarrassing. So give me a second. It's going to sound all nasty, uh, but you go in on the inhale and then the out and then the exhale. So it's, <sighs> and what it means is sacred mother. So speaking of mothers, what, what did your family look like? I mean, what did your race look like? Well, the furries won't be happy. I can tell you that. Um, Okay, so imagine a roughly feline animal that has the capability of essentially switching to a digigrade state state from you know long periods of time. Uh, not like gorillas. Gorilla you know, primates do that with a different way, you know. But like, have you ever seen a dog that can like? Let's just you just imagine that a little bit further along. Uh, we didn't have lips. Uh, we had to make all of our all of our utterances with our tongue alone. Um, when I say we didn't have lips, I don't mean like, what I mean is like, look at a cat, you know? Right. So my tribe was roughly feline, but the, the equation of our world was such that essentially as soon as an animal could attain enlightenment, it would begin to evolve, self-evolve within its own lifetime. See, Malakal was so dangerous that we don't age, (laughs) you know, you, you can't afford that on a planet that, that, that. Um, rigorously dangerous before it was tamed. Now it's a parrot. Well, now in thinking of childhood, it's a paradise. It's gone now, now, but you get the idea. 
but that was after thousands of years of cultivation and self, you know, self exploration on the part of the various inhabitants, you know. So my what, tribe what, was roughly feline, and that's where people get the lion, the lion folks. That's us. So what what happened to your to your planet? Like, I mean, was it taken over? Did it get destroyed? I mean, what? It got destroyed. The beings you guys call Dracos, uh, we call them local growth. And uh, what they did was they basically gave up. They surrendered. They said, okay, we're tired. The thousand-year war is over. We'll never, we'll never, ah, we surrender, we surrender. And while we were all so busy preening and congratulating ourselves on how powerful and great and wonderful and awesome we were, we're vulnerable to vanity like y'all are vulnerable to rage. Right. So what they did was they basically kept our kept us preening about ourselves and in in this eternal worldwide party. Yeah, we ended the war. And while my people were so busy partying, they planted gravitron bombs. And yes, I made up the word gravitron. What they do is they invert the gravity on specific planes in the crust, which basically blew off portions of the um the mantle, utterly eradicating the uh, ability for the planet to support life. And the only ones of us that survived were the ones that had the good goddamn sense to get off world. You know? So it was not not pleasant. You are being requested to do the role. Dude. That was sexy. That's one of the many mutations that I have apart from humans. My glottis works a little bit differently. It's also I don't now, have an Adam's apple. Now, my I I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but what was your your mating rituals on your planet? It was it like humans or I mean what what exactly would happen to impregnate? Well, we fucked like people. If that's we we liked, we are a very, very, very sexual people. When you've eradicated things like unwanted pregnancies and STDs, it gets yiffy. We'll just say that. Um, no, we're we're a very very sens- sensual people. Or, you know, that's what happens. I mean, we we evolved to the point to be able to sense everything because that was the only way you survive. You know, so. To be petted is as good as what humans would consider sex. You see what I mean? You know, so we're very, very sensual people. That's one of the things we share with your Terran cats, which is one of the reasons why we identify us the same way. So there was a lot of earning and a lot of courtship. Now, understand something. We had a very, very, very different birth rate than humans. Okay. Roughly one male for every 10 females. Okay. And that's the ones that survive. So mating rituals were very different. Females pursue the male. You know, basically the female the female pride decides who they want and they go after that person. And then what you gotta do is convince the male that you are by the way, I was female back then. But uh the what you have to do is convince him that your pride will give him the best. You know, we will give you the best pets, we will give you the best snuggles, we will feed you, you can grow fat with us. You see what I mean? Now, would would y'all come out like litters, or yeah. would it be one at a time? Well, even litters are one at a time. I, I think that would make a cat's pelvis well, explode. Mean, <laughs> would, it, would it just be the one, or would it be multiple uh, births? Marianne says, it's getting hot in here, Star-Lord. 
She's there trying to make me sing Elton John songs. Can you feel the love Got it. tonight? Got it. This is where we are. Makes me cry. I don't want to oh, hear the line. Oh, okay. No, no, I got you. I got you. Like the same with me and memories from Cats. Whoa. Kristen knows it too, and she'll be like, memories. Ah! And actually, the one movie that made me cry most of all, and it it's pathetic. To this day, I will still cry when that part comes on. Hmm. But uh, The Land Before Time. Yes. Um, Holy yeah. crap. The original one? Oh, my God. Just thinking about it, I'm tearing up. Okay, so cats fuck, and uh, and that's how we make little cats. And yes, we did litter. <clears throat> I, per point of so, fact, I was the runt of my litter. So, so if, if I were to come and see you in Denver, which we all know I have planned to in June, now... I scratch you behind the ear for, oh, say, 20 minutes. Am I getting lucky that night? No. Damn it. I'm not going to tell you the spot. <laughs> but there belly. is a spot. Oh, there is. Belly, ain't it? No, believe it or not. And I'm not going to tell you. And even if you guess it, I'm going to lie. No, I won't really lie. But don't <laughs> so guess I'm it. I'm not going to guess it, so... It's all good. <laughs> now there, there are several spots. I will get. I will tell you guys. I have an off switch, and uh, what I've discovered is that a lot of a lot of the litter and star seeds share this. Not everybody though. Is basically if you can if you can pet me right here, you will put my ass to sleep. I'll be like, hey, and another thing. So. Oh, we have a message here. Giovanni says, Mister Lightwing, you said that some of your people left to off world. Do you know where they colonize? I hope that I said the the world the world right. Uh, yes, you did. Um, well, a lot of us went to a planet that uh, you're gonna quite you can look up Avion if you like. There's plenty of information on Google. And if you're wondering if I pulled this off Google, yeah, I might have. I didn't, yeah. but I can't prove it. So is a lot of Avion, us went to Avion. Is it in the solar system or in another no. solar system? No, no, no. Avion is uh, around. Um, Betelgeuse, Betelgeuse, whatever. Avion is in Sirius. Avion is in Sirius. It's a planet in the Sirius star system. And I, my astronomy oh. is not up to snuff, so I might have said the wrong name. But either way, it's in the Sirius system. I've never been there. Uh, when we arrived to this to this dimension from our home, uh, we are we came in through the uh, through the constellation of Lyra, which is why people call us Lyrans. You know, a lot of races will call themselves Lyrans, and that's why they, you, you like humans will say, "Where'd you come from?" Uh, that one. The big mistake is that the idea that what that means is that we originated from Lyra, kind of like when Valiant Thoris said he came from Venus. He, he didn't evolve on Venus. He's not Venusian. Okay, he just used the the uh, Venusian um, freaking vortexes to get here. I'm you know. your Venus. I'm, I'm the fire, fire that's your desire. Your desire. <laughs> now, uh, jumping off subject here for a oh, few minutes. Hold on. I time out. Time out. Okay. Time out. Uh, Marianne uh-huh. says, Brian. Okay. Brian can't see these comments until post-production. Uh, what we're doing here is like a, it's a hybrid show. So um, I'm trying to scroll up where you were talking to. I see lots of song cues. 
it was a woman, she says. Okay, are talking about the oldest mummy? Um, would that be uh, Lucy? Was that Lucy? Lucy Ball. No, no, no. There, there's a, a really, really, really old old mummified or whatever remains of a human that was female. And, and I, I, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, but I might be thinking of the Scarlett Johansson movie. Oh, gotcha. Um, I would uh, like to address all fans here. Um, a lot of you have been with me for, for mm. quite a while now. And uh, I do have some sad news for you guys. And uh, I'm going to try not to cry. But, uh, you know, I love these podcasts like they're my own children. And Cass can, a can attest to this. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, you put yourself through hell for this. But uh, as everybody knows, there comes a time in in everybody's life where you've got to walk away for a while. You you got to step back and you got to reevaluate. And Melissa says farewell to End of the Mystic because this is the last show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be my last week of podcasts. I will be doing tonight's show. I will be on Thursday with Tiffany. And I will do Shadow Zone. And then I'm passing the torch on. You will be seeing my nephew, Dylan Ray James, taking over my position in Shadow Zone uh, Productions. I will still be the manager, but uh, Global needs me right now. We have a lot of big things going on. Um, in June, I will be heading down to Tucson, Arizona to be uh, training the Arizona team. And in July, I will be heading to North Carolina with my other co-founder, Eldon, as we build the Global United Paranormal Foundation on the East Coast. What I want you all to realize is this isn't goodbye forever. This is just goodbye for now. And uh, you guys have been unbelievable. You know, I love each and every one of you. And uh, yeah, Dylan's going to knock it out of the ballpark, guys. I promise you. I have a feeling you'll find your way back onto the show somehow, Big Papa. Oh, you're damn right, dude. I'm going to be popping on randomly, so y'all fuckers aren't going to know when I'm coming, but Good. I'll be there. Now, for fans of the uh, of the Tuesday show, next Tuesday we'll be we'll be replaced with uh, a more uh, what are we, what are the, what do we decide to call it? Global Paranormal Hour, something like that. It will be the Global United Podcast. 
Right. But that that way it can give everybody in the studio who wishes to to be on the show or tell a story a chance to shine. And it won't always have to be about mystical stuff. It could be about driving. It could be about, don't you hate it when that thing does the thing you hate? You know, it could be about whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. And Raymond says, joke's on you. I got your number. (laughs) Oh, see, they're coming for you. The fans are coming for you, man. Oh, yes. Raymond, uh, he he started out as a fan, and honestly, he's he's turned into one one of my really good friends. Cool. He's definitely one of my brothers, and uh, when I debut Parathrashed, he's actually going to be on there. Well, yeah, that's, I'm sitting here wondering. I thought we were starting Parathrashed on Sunday. No, sir. I'm uh, I am not going to announce when Parathrashed will be on. Okay, but I still have time to get the art done. All I'm going to do is I'm going to randomly hop on a podcast and I'm going to say, stay tuned to this day and this time and Parathrashed will begin. Cool. Now, for those of you who don't know what Parathrashed is, this is grab your beer, grab your liquor, grab your cigarettes, grab whatever you smoke and, uh, be prepared for an 18 and over show. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the late. Remember how we keep saying wrong show? This will be the right show. This can go fully triple X rated people showing their their noses and teeth and tongues. And I don't care. That may be a little bit further than I was that I thought. I'm thinking like a love line with uh, with a wrestling guy. Oh, wait. Now that I said it out loud, that doesn't sound so good. (laughs) (laughs) Love line with the Undertaker. Woo! Uh, Marianne says, uh, highest light and deepest prayers upon your journey. And um, she wants to know whose grandmother grandmother is sickly. I think she's getting uh, getting a message. My grandmothers are both dead. Hmm. Giovanni says, best of luck to you in your journey. You will be missed. I just hope you will be back soon. Giovanni, like I said, this is only goodbye for now, my friend. I will be back. And that is a guarantee. If nothing else, I'm going to drag him back because I ain't making all this art for nothing. Raymond says, thank God I won't have to censor myself. Amen. Wait, you censor yourself? No censorship whatsoever. It is a knock them down, drag them out podcast. We will be talking about professional wrestling, movies, music, you name it. We'll talk about it. And Marianne's got dibs on first guest. She already called it. She just called it right, right, right over there. She didn't say the word dibs, but dibs are implied. <laughs> I don't know, Marianne. Can you uh, take the heat, baby? I need an adult. Exactly. God, that should be like that should be like the end of the end credits. Just it wraps up. I need an adult productions. Well, Melissa, I'm gonna miss seeing you too. But the problem is, is you ain't gonna be able to come over and see me, honey. I'm leaving for Tucson in June. I'm hitting North Carolina in July. I'm staying in Carolina until May. And then my family's being moved down. He's and our new home will be 
Shut up, Cassidy. <laughs> Our new home will be Rockingham, North Carolina. I don't remember where that is. That's that way, right? It's about an hour away from Charlotte and Greensboro. I'm not. I, I can't remember where North Carolina is. What I'm trying to say, without saying it's it, because you, know. you jackass. Oh no! Stay away from the East Coast. Steve says thank you for freely sharing information, knowledge, and wisdom, dude. That's what Global's all about. You know, and that's Amen. why that's why we merged because like you, it, we were on the same page, BVS and Global. You know, they they've Global's fought their own battles and 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 had to take care of their own demons and straighten their own beards. <clears throat> but, you know, the point is, is it, it's not easy to bring you guys a lot of this information, you know? It really isn't. And uh, there is a very important piece of information oh. that we do need to bring our fans. What? Global's going to take over the world like Pinky in the Brain, bro. You're pondering what I'm pondering. Oh, oh yeah. I think so. I think so, Brian. But next time, you wear the strap on. <laughs> David, prepare a thrash. Oh, dude, I got pinky in the brain jokes for days. <laughs> hey, you know, I always wondered why they called them pinky in the brain. They were white. Oh, no, no. It, it, the reason why is because Pinky is actually the genius and it's Brain who's insane. That's actually the that's actually the subtle joke. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The film theorist actually did a whole episode about it and he actually proved that it's actually Pinky is the real genius and Brain is suffering from a uh, narcissistic uh, borderline personality disorder. <laughs> Raymond says, only enough to be plausible on lives, Cass. In real life, I don't even censor myself at work. And he Good. says, you'll be closer to me and narf. Narf! Melissa says, what? Okay, I'm coming over soon to see you guys before you move. Yes, please. And bring, Cassidy, bring ham sandwiches. Well, do well, me a favor. I well, want you to, to, to type in a message to the fans here. Yup. Okay, tell me when you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. 509. Oh, crap. I can't see my keyboard. Um, all right, hold on. 509. 601. 601. 5309. What was that? 0518. 0518, Mr. Bond. Yes. Now, for all you fans out there, Cass is going to be posting a number... This is my personal cell phone number. For those of you who want to keep in touch with me, Giovanni, Raymond, you already got my number, and whoever else is watching this podcast, please feel free to give me a call. You know, I consider all of you my family, and I love each and every one of you. Cass, I said post it once, not twice. No, it, it does that. Whenever I post something in the chat, it posts once as all three of these different uh, locations. It, it, I, I know, Cass. I know. Oh, you, you were just messing with me. <laughs> uh, I'll figure it out eventually. Uh, 
<laughs> and Charlotte says 90210. 8675309. 8675309. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if I should repeat this, but Marianne says the balls will get hot. Can I claim human ignorance? Um, <clears throat> you tell Marianne I'm a little hot under the collar, baby. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. The buns will be in the oven. <laughs> That's Tater. That's Tater. That's Tater and the Tater Tot. Seven months pregnant and counting. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it it has been a blast with you guys. Please come and check out Tiffany's Tarot Cards Thursday night, 7 p.m. Get your free tarot card readings. And also, don't forget to come and see my farewell show, Shadow Zone, this Sunday, special start time, 8 p.m. And we can go all night long. All night. All night long. All night. All night. All night long. Okay. Stop that. <laughs> He's over there. You. Never. <laughs> now, as Freddie would say, and I quote before the show's over, welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, that sounds like the voice I remember. <laughs> so from all of us here at the final farewell tour of Into the Mystic... This is Brian James, your ghost host with the most, our production manager, the EBT of the ETs, Mr. Cassidy Lightwing. Uh, before I go, that was good. Before I go, <laughs> I would like to give the kudos where kudos are due to Miss Shannon Boomgard for all of her hard work and dedication to End of the Mystic. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you all have a hauntingly good night and a ghoulishly good day. Love y'all. See you Thursday. Gollum, Gollum, Gollum. See you Thursday, my precious. And I do mean it. Oh.